We have a forebrain, a midbrain, and a hindbrain. And between the midbrain and the hindbrain is our subconscious. And our subconscious stores all the information that we have ever perceived as long as we can remember. Everything that we have ever experienced, heard, encountered, being who you are, me being who I am since we've been here, is stored in our subconscious. And when we make a decision to move forward, to leave the past behind, to forgive, the information that's stored in our subconscious due to what we encountered, the experience is still there due to a memory, but the way we perceive and felt the way when it was happening is no longer felt that way anymore because we let it go. So the memory is still there, but God receives glory because I'm testifying only he brought me out of it. You and I were in a situation where strength was needed, might was needed, power was needed, mercy needed, grace needed to get us through what we've been through regarding any person, place, or a thing. God says, I remember your sins no more. And man's perception is that he forgets when we are forgiven. But God's perception is, I remember no more. I never forget anything. I no longer hold you accountable for what you knew you was not supposed to do. Know what you was not supposed to say, nor think. God say, in my word, I said, I chastise those who I love. Meaning those who know better. I expect you to make a better decision, but sometimes you choose not. And whatever seed that you sow, whether it's corruptible or incorruptible, that's going to be your harvest. So when you ask me to forgive you, you rededicate and move forward. I no longer chastise you because I no longer hold you accountable for what you've been forgiven from. Because if I say I remember no more, which takes away a memory, then where would that put a testimony of what I have bought you from in the past to bring you where you are in the present? If I remember no more from your perception of a loss of memory, then where would that put my word when I said, I am the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I bought you a mighty long way. I receive glory out of what I do on the behalf of what you need from me as your God. In that situation, you needed my comfort. In that situation, you needed words of wisdom. You needed my strength when you felt like you couldn't get out the bed because you were so troubled. Emotional troubled. You were distressed due to what you have encountered. And you called on me and you prayed to me. Sometimes you needed my might to keep you standing strong and firm. Sometimes you needed my mercy and not to retaliate back to what happened to you. Because you know I said do not do tick for tack. 
my grace to cover you, to have self-control due to what you encountered that was not okay to happen to you. But I am your Jehovah Nisi. I am your victory. I am your banner. Many of us have the information in our subconscious there the way how we perceived it the day that we did. For example, when it comes to a place, if something happened to you or me in a place, it could be a home, a school, or anything. I don't want to go to that. I don't want to go near that school. I used to get bullied there. Have no good memories. You can't even stand the school. Even that house. I don't want to go near that house. I got defiled in that house. I got beaten so bad in that house. That's the day my father walked out on me. Papa was a rolling stone. When it comes to the things, you could have been a tragic accident due to your car just going out of control suddenly. I can't stand this make or model of a car anymore. How dare this car get out of control and almost nearly kill me. My favorite pants ripped on me. God darn. Can't keep that guy. Keep spending money on stuff. Even when it comes to our kids. Shoes get dirty. We get pissed. Paid all that money for them daggone shoes. What's wrong with you? Got no money for this. Even when it comes to the food. Eat up all the food. Eat me out of my house alone. Eat too much. Let me start putting some things away, putting some food in my room. Let me get my own personal fridge. Keep the good stuff with me. I eat steak, you eat hot dogs. You got to work for what you get in this house when it comes to the things. And that's how many of us perceive information in our subconscious due to things. And when it comes to people, I would never forget what you've done. No, you're not to forget. But if you really moved on and let it go, you wouldn't have words to come from a place of, I'm not going to allow you to think that I forgot what you've done to me. See, when unforgiveness is present, Mercy is absent. God say, be merciful for I am merciful. It's amazing how God's mercy seat is described in a form of a treasure. And not an actual chair. Because it's very valuable to show mercy. That's all Christ have done here. Show mercy. Even in the midst of rejection, mercy, disrespect, mercy, unbelief, mercy. Even to those things that was happening to other people. The women bought to be stoned. And they felt so good to grab up, they ready to kill her. No, mercy. Many of us walk around 
in our subconscious feeling like that we did let it go because we blessing people who done these things to us. We releasing them because we forgiving them, but we still feel deep down within a certain type of way. Like we not going to give you 100% of us because we feel as though you're not going to get away or get off that easy because now I'm thinking about what you put me through. So you're not going to get all of me, even though I'm here. I forgive you. But I still remember in a sense of feeling the way that I felt what you done to me. But if I say I forgive, I will no longer have that thought on how I felt, how I felt the day when you did do it to me. I will see mercy present. I will see the fruits of the spirit more present concerning you. In fact, I will give you more of me than less of me. I won't have the attitude, you're going to get what I want to give of myself to you. Because deep down inside, you feel like they're not worth all of you because what they put you through or put me through. And these are signs of wanting to forgive, thinking that we have, because we feel nice and we still love the people, but we still hold them accountable for what they have done. Especially if we're still talking about it and thinking about it. That's not releasing the person. That's not releasing yourself from the encounter due to what the person done. God would not speak where he's not to be able to speak because unforgiveness is present. He can lead us, but so far, but if we want to go all the way, certain areas we got to be stuck until we get rid of what God wants to expose. And that's why God placed people in our lives. Because deeds are more viable than words. We can say what we want. And we can fill you up with a lot of hopes and dreams. But when you demonstrate that love, when you demonstrate that joy, when you demonstrate that patience, kindness, generosity, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, denying yourself, denying myself, going through that healing process for real with God. God, I was hurt so bad. Instead of saying, you know, it's all good. You know, I ain't going to be immature about it. I'm going to be the bigger person. You know, I'm, I'm going to forgive. I'm, you know, but look where those words coming from. Look how it sounds. I'm going to forgive, but you know. When we say we, we never going to forget, but we forgive. When we make that statement, the words that, but I won't forget is not from a place that you testifying of God's goodness. It's coming from that you sitting there trying to deny them having mercy because you're remembering what you felt the day you did due to what they've done. That's where it's coming from, unforgiveness. And many of us hold grudges. You will feel what I felt. I'm going to get you back even if I'm going to lie about it. I'm going to lie myself out of it. I'm going to deny you like you deny me. I'm going to do what you've done to me back at you. You're not going to get off that easy. You know what you put me through? It's going to be when I'm ready, when I say. 
is what I say when I say it. I'm not going to just smile. I'm not going to just call. I'm not going to just come see you. I'm not going to just do things with you like we used to do or used to say. I want to make a point because I have a voice and you're not going to play with me anymore. Where's all of that coming from? How can a heart be troubled if trouble is not within you? God said, let not your heart be troubled. And if we are in position, we are embracing the attributes of God's virtuosity. We are operating in mercy. The strength of God, the might of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God, the power of God that keeps us where we ought to be regarding how we think, feel, and our mind, soul, spirit, and body regarding anything that was done unto us that was very uncomfortable. If our heart is guarded from the issues of life, then why are we so scarred? Do you understand? If we're not all the way in regarding God's plan and promises for our life, then we're not in it at all. Many of us would think that it's the people who cause the hurt and pain to be the ones who need the healing process. But by them recognizing that they were wrong or I'm recognizing that I was wrong, that's the moment that we went through the healing process. So the healing is not the people that we point the finger at. Well, we should turn the finger and point within because it's us who need to go through that process. If you have promises and you have not seen them manifest yet, it's not because of the other person. It's because you have not released the other person. You can bless and you can pray for them. You can just be so nice and do things unto them, however you choose to, however I choose to. But deep down inside, we did not let it go because we're not all in. We'll do things like if they call, we, we see the first ring, the second ring, third ring. I'll wait the fourth ring so it won't seem like I'm so pressed. Look and see a comment on social media. That's a nice comment, but I'm not going to say anything because I don't want them to, to know that, you know, it touched me. I'm going to hold back a little bit so they can see that I'm making a point. I'm making a statement. I'm not the one to play with, play around and disregard, disrespect and not even aware I'm becoming who only God can be as Jehovah Nisi. Because now I'm trying to put a shield instead of knowing that I have a shield of faith. A lot of times we try to protect ourselves from ever feeling that way again. 
Even when it comes to the things, when it comes to money, I'm going to do whatever it takes so I won't go broke again. Because we're thinking about how we felt when we needed and we didn't have. Remember the times that we borrowed and felt like we were less of a man or a woman when we had to borrow. Some of us became so stubborn that we would just sit there and let things just get shut off and cut off and cut down because we don't want to ask. And that came from a lack of trust because some people would do things because of a motive and not because they just want to do it. Some want to do things just to say that they did something for you. But guess what? That's not our place to even think like that. As long as God used the vessel to get it done, it don't matter what they say. God may use you or use me to float up somebody else's issues, but you feel uncomfortable being around those issues that you keep seeing being floated up. But they thinking that they just don't want to be around you because they feel some kind of way, but they're not open enough to be available unto God to show them the issues word by word what they actually are. Some of us just feel, and sometimes you know what the word can be? Insecurity. I don't want to come around you because it feel like I, it's like everything be folded up or feel like, you know, I'm just not where you are. I'm not where I be. I mean, I feel like I'm good right now. But when I come around you, I feel like I just do this and do that. And many of us have been there. Been around people, you just feel like, I got to step my game all the way up. I don't feel like going through that right now. Just don't be around that person. We have to really go to God about, did we really let things go? Did I let it go for real? Because if God positioned a person, place, or a thing back in return, and you denied or I denied by lying due to covering up what really happened or pretending, we're robbing ourselves of manifestation because we did not allow God's glory to be present. Because look at the glory of God when you could have just simply just said, leave me alone. I want nothing to do. But you push past because you forgiven that you now position to release mercy, might, strength. See, all the things that you receive due to what they've done, now you're in a position to release it unto them who done it unto you. That's how you know if you have leveled up. That's how you know that you have developed. You have matured. When your response is different than it was before regarding the ones who are responsible for what they have done to you. Just like if you were on a job for 10 years, someone come and fire you. And then all of a sudden, a week later, now you on top of them. Would you fire them because they fired you? Or would you bless them? Because God bless you. Do you understand? We cannot say we Jesus as Jesus is, but the thing is, we don't want to do what he do. He's trying to teach us how to get rid of the old way of doing everything. And how to do that is deny ourselves. So if we're carrying our cross, then there's nothing else to carry. Because that is our focus, the cross. What I die to is a remembrance, just like bread and juice or wine as communion. It's a symbol of what we are, who we are, what we do. 
the things which we learned. When he died, we died. When he rose, we rose. And the things we think about that, that are resurrected and the things that are dead unto us. Curring the cross don't mean curring the attitude because the cross speaks for itself. I don't need an attitude with the cross because of the cross, I don't have an attitude. So it's either going to be the cross or the attitude. Forgiveness or unforgiveness. It's not every other day or whenever we choose to, you know, if somebody hurted you or hurted me, let them go in a sense of releasing them from it. Even if God have you or not to move on without life without them in it. Have to release them. You cannot have no one to feel like in a situation or a predicament that I'm a failure. I'm wrong for what I've done. That's penalizing them. When God has justified us. Many of us want others to hurt because we hurt. And sometimes you're thinking that God is waiting on you, you know, as a person who was wrong for what they've done. Whole time God is using you because he's working on them due to what they've been through because of what you have caused. Do you understand? And when we lie, it denies Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, excuse me, to move smoothly. When we lying about what we've been through or lying about what God is doing, and you understand, when we lie about it, because we don't want to admit that we've been through it, or we don't want to make it seem like it's just that easy for you to come and receive. That's not mercy being present. That's like when Christ will reach out his hand, like he pulled Peter up when he was going down. But some of us in situations like that, we just watch a person sink to, we feel like, you know, okay, now we can pull them out once they head under the water. All right, come on. Let them get to that point and teach them a lesson. He can say, reach out your hand and come walk with me. Some of us say, I'm, I'm going to bring you with me, but I'm going to bring you with you the way I want to. I'm going to grab you by the leg and just drag you. you still going, but you ain't going the way how I, I, you want to go. How I feel you should go. Because I'm still bothered. Yes, I praise God. Yes, I worship God. Yes, I think about the person, place, or thing. Yes, I give God glory. Yes, I want the manifestation. But I just didn't let it go. And I thought I did. Or I think I did. And I have not. Because every opportunity that God positions before us to show us if we have really forgiven. And our response is, no, not yet. It's not, I'm almost there. I'm getting there. It's either we are or we're not. Some of us value people more than each other. I'm not going to value you more than a person who's been there for me all this time. When you don't want hurting me, I'm not going to put you up there. You don't, you're not, you got to work to get up there with me. See all of that? There's no mercy present. And where there's no mercy, there's no glory present. It's to push past all of what you've been through by forgiving and moving forward. And moving forward.
always use my situation that I've been through for an example. In that marriage, I was just going to roll out. When God said he's not the man, I was just going to roll out and don't say nothing because I was afraid he was going to fight for it. And it wasn't easy because Satan was trying sometimes to use blackmail. I know you care about people and care about preaching and teaching. I'm going to go and make up some lies and tell them that you do this and that. I'm going to go live and say things about you and get people attention. I was like, oh my God, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Please don't do that. And God kept having me to come away and pray. Pray. I gave off, you know, gave off God's strength. And here I go. I don't care. Go ahead. It's nothing you can do. There is absolutely nothing you can do to change my mind. I don't care. Go ahead. And once I said that, oh, I honored, I forgive, forgiven by, you know, forgiving the person and forgiving myself for even being in that. And I honored the person. You can keep this. I'll just be on the couch. I didn't have it where I'm going to my other house or you go buy you another house or no. I just got this place for me and my child. We ain't going nowhere. And if you choose to stay, then you go ahead and keep the bedroom. You keep everything. I just keep this one little couch. I don't care. And I began to honor. Let me tell you why this divorce will be granted. And I began to minister very well. And he couldn't do nothing but admit we don't have nothing in common. That's why you're doing what you're doing. That's why I feel the way I feel. It will always be this way. Even a woman that God really had for you, I asked her without even knowing who it is to forgive me. For marrying who really belongs to her. Next thing you know. I'm leaving. I, I got another place. Okay. You can have the bedroom back. Okay. It wasn't easy at first. Because the person lost their keys or probably, you know, something went on with the keys over the next person's house. I don't know. But I was not going to give up my keys for you to get another copy. I wasn't doing that. I feel like you're responsible. That's on you. And no, I'm not leaving the door open. So there goes Satan again on his behalf, trying to blackmail or do things to distract me or, you know, interrupt bang on the window like four or three in the morning very hard to you know startle you yeah i'm gonna make it uncomfortable because you don't want to give me no key so i'm gonna bang on the window and scare you out your sleep every night i was like my god 
But guess what? I would smile. Don't, I don't even see like it's bothering me. Hey, how you doing? And said, I'm like, I'm ready to throw some grits on this nigga. I'm trying. I'm trying to tell you. I don't even say the word nigga. I'm like, nigga. I'm going to throw some grits on. They said, do what? Put baby oil on the floor in the shower? Oh, God. He just got a kick. The enemy just got a kick out of using him to try to startle me all the time. Found the key that he lost and he would come in and creep in and just barge in the bathroom. What the world will you come from? Got a kick out of frightening me. And that can do something to a person who's always being startled. It can make you nervous. It can make you watch your back. And say you try to put me in fear. And God said, I'm up to something good. Just keep being kind. I'd be like, you scared me. Oh, my goodness. Did I close the door? I'd be like, just cut the door. Oh, God, I need a punch bag. <laughs> He's always saying, I'm going to come to the church and sit there next to you. I'm not going nowhere. And in between, it'd be like one minute, you like, I'm over it. Forget it. You know, this is right. You're right. I'm gone. But then, now I'm going to come to the church and sit there. I'm like, no, don't come here. But I can't say don't come to the house of God, but just go somewhere over, go over there. Don't come near me. Don't be around me, please. I used to beg him, don't come. You can look online. Go somewhere. Don't you, don't you have one of your own? Don't come here. Don't embarrass me. I'm trying to tell you, it was not easy. It's not easy. Still being nice. I was like, yeah, you can come whenever you want. Yeah, but you're not going to sit with me, but you're welcomed. Maybe you'll hear, you know, I know you'll hear a word, you know. That was the, that was the, you know, my response. Because mercy was present. But all of a sudden, okay, I'm going back to my hometown. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye, nigga. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> okay, God, I snuck that in there. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, so long. <laughs> Hasta luego. No mañana. Trying to you. Can I say goodbye to your son? It'd be best if you don't. Because I felt in my son's spirit. I don't even want to say bye. I'm just so glad. Back from a distance, I felt that. Because if something is not supposed to be, it's not supposed to be. And I was still being so nice and kind. Then everybody, you know, once it got out there, I didn't want no one to know that process. But God had other plans. He wanted, you know, people to pray for me. And once I forgiven him, released him from everything that happened or that even I have done and forgiven myself. Then I was able to receive the manifestations of blessing upon blessing, miracle upon miracle, sign upon sign.
move from that place to a different place. God showed me how to only depend on him, took me off the job and, you know, all those things that it was a big transformation. A huge transition for me and my child, but so much, you know, more glorious than ever before. I wasn't like, forget you, I hate you, or even to myself, I'm mad at you. I, I had to go through that process to forgive myself, release myself, bless myself because of forgiving myself. Sometimes we don't forgive ourselves for how we felt when things happened to us. Even when someone was in, a, even someone could be in an abusive or verbal abuse or physical abusive relationship, you don't forgive yourself. Well, I don't forgive myself. And we keep talking about or looking at ourselves as a victim. When you victimize yourself, that's because you don't forgive. I should have let you talk to me like that. I should have put up with that. That's because you haven't forgiven yourself. You're mad that you allowed it to happen. God, let it go. And there's so many miracles that are set up. God say overdue. For those who have not forgiven are way overdue of their manifestations. And many of us, God, will present the manifestations in our face back at us in return. And our response had us not to be able to receive. Just like the five who walked away for the visitation of the bridegroom due to not having no oil. But you got to be so desperate that it doesn't matter if I stand in the dark, you still going to find me. It's still going to be better than this. God not going to have you move forward with a person, place, or a thing with old memories due to how you feel in your subconscious regarding your memory due, due to you not letting it go during the time you encountered it or I encountered it. Some of us have not let go of the experience. Now it's there to testify. But you have to position yourself or be position myself for mercy to be present regarding the people, place, or things. I didn't want to ever give this testimony, but I'll give it. It's okay. I really didn't, but God, you know, using a very good way that I showed mercy. And the reason why I didn't want to give it because only the friends I had at the time know about it. My mother, nobody knows about this. I was in the ninth grade. I had a teacher with a terrible obsession. Always called me to his desk. And he had a, a desk that closes from the front and you can't see what happened behind the desk. And he tried to fill on me all the time and I would move his hand. And he would say to me, you need my class to pass. Now he knew that, you know, I'm a, you know, a teenager, you know, couldn't sexually be involved with me because I wasn't even sexually active. But the thing about it is he thought if he could feel on me or me feel on him, that'd be good enough. If you don't pass my class, you're going to repeat this grade. And I told my girlfriends at the time in the gym, we took gym in the locker room and they was like, this teacher is very popular. Everybody loves this teacher. It's going to cause too much attention on you. 
and people are going to be upset with you, not like you, not understand. And even though you're not the only person, you can't be. Because there were other students that would come in there and be like, hey, like in his face, like they're ready to do whatever he wants them to do. And they loved it. Teenagers. And I'm like, oh, you like this? That's gross. But I never said anything, but my girlfriend was like, I suggest you don't tell. Because everybody loves his teacher. And then the students started realizing he kept calling my name too much to go behind, you know, sit beside him. And look, it looked like he's correcting my paper, but he's feeling on my leg and I'm moving his hand. And the students look like something is going on. He's doing something, but they would, you know, disregard how they feel it, feel about it because they honor him so much. So honor positions us to, you know, sometimes put up with people's mess and things that we know that they shouldn't do. But, you know, try to ignore it the best way we can because we love them so much. And that's what the students were doing in my class. And then I said, let me just start hooking this glass. He didn't like that at all. I get home, he showed up at my house. I couldn't even tell my, I didn't even want to tell, not that I couldn't, I just didn't want to tell my mother. I didn't want to get no one involved because I was giving some good advice. It's going to go real bad, fast. Because this is a very popular teacher, everybody love him. You don't want the police and all that and interrogated and all that stuff, then you're going to be removed from the school and he's going to be fired and all of this. You got to worry about all of that. The kid's going to be mad at you, throwing things at you. I was like, oh God. He came to my mother's house. She got to come to my class. She's missing my class. He just wanted to keep feeling on my leg. And I was like, this man got a serious problem. He's showing up at my house. I walk in the door from my, you know, working in the evening. I wonder, you know, pay for my own things like clothes and stuff to stay fresh. So I worked for like four hours after school, you know, ninth, 10th grade, right in the community, working with aftercare students to help them with their homework and stuff like that. And as soon as I walked in the door, she was like, I got a visit for you. It's like a lifetime movie. The door behind the door is him. Oh, you got to be kidding me. And the thing is, when a person knows that you're not going to say anything, they think they can just do whatever because they know you're not going to say anything. And he just kept doing that. Then all of a sudden, like, you know, years went by, you know, I'm, you know, I'm grown now, you know, 18, 19, something like that. Moved on with my life. All these accusations about, you know, Michael Jackson and R. Kelly and Bill Cosby were coming out with people saying what they were doing to them. And God reminded me that this teacher is very scared right now because he's afraid thinking that you may come out and say what he was doing. And all of a sudden, I was walking to the mall. And God had me to be at the right place at the right time. This teacher car was driving down the street. And he turned his head filled with so much shame that he put it down. And I yelled out, hey, I forgive you. People looking at me like, oh, wow. Like, you know, people always looking at something. You know, somebody always looking at something. I was like, I forgive you. It was very loud because he was, you know, driving. The light just changed. And he put his head back up like he felt so relieved to hear those words. 
And God said, go to social media and type his name up. And I seen his face. God was dealing with me. You got to let that go. When I seen his face, it brought me back to ninth grade and 10th grade. Because he had my schedule fixed where I have to take his class but upgrade it to a different level. I can't give the subject because, you know, that would be too much information to give out. And if I've forgiven a person, it's not to even mention in detail for no one to figure out who I'm talking about. When it comes to a who, I'd be very mindful because some people can hear something and be like, that's messed up. But I don't want anyone to be in a position where they're dishonoring. Or even a person that was involved to feel like they, you know, have them to feel bad again, condemned again, or me to, you know, feel some type of way again. If I move on, I moved on. But if I testify, it's like God graced me to tiptoe around the testimony, but also not to forget the key points to release God's glory regarding it. Because that happened every day and God brought me through that. I thought that drinking, you know, wine coolers when I was a teenager would take it away. It wouldn't take it away. I had to go to school. That was the first class I had to go to every morning for this man to fill on my darn leg. Just a kid. I'm thinking like, why is he even thinking this way? You're old enough to be my father. That's gross. Now you're following me around the school? And once I yelled out, I forgive you. I was like 19, you know, 18, 19, 20. He put his head up so relieved, like, I'm so glad you've forgiven me. Now I can forgive me. How many times God has brought someone back to you or a place or a thing back in your possession for you to release a different response so you can receive your manifestation, but you turned it away due to you feeling some type of way. Sometimes we say, you're going to wait because I've been through a lot. You're not going to get nothing that easy. And that goes for all of us. And we may think that it's something else that we waiting for regarding the manifestation, but it's actually forgiving. Something that is important and yet very simple to do when we walk in love. Forgiving. There's nothing more worse than to have someone condemn themselves because someone wants them to because of them being angry. It's like you became vengeful. You want vengeance. You want a retaliation. And you're not robbing the person, or I'm not robbing the person. We're actually robbing ourselves from God's glory in our lives. And how long it be is how long it be. And many of us waiting year by year. It's my season and time. Yeah, it is. But you got to forgive for the manifestation. That's like you could talk about somebody and you light up and talk about a place or I talk about a place or a thing and light up regarding it. Be so excited. 
But when we get around the person, place, or thing, we shut down. We shut down. Why? Because we have a guard up. You're not going to see my smile that everybody else see about you. You're not going to hear words like this that others can hear about you. Sometimes God will shut us up and have us to be silent because he's trying to keep us from really not receiving the promise. Because if we say things that could be hurtful, the person can have an opportunity to make a decision whether they want to continue with this or not. And that goes for any of us. How many times you was like, you know what? Mm -mm, never mind. Somebody had you that disturbed due to their words that was so, you know, coming towards you so wrong, so disrespectful that you felt like, you know, I don't even want to be bothered with you anymore. If you feel like that about me, I don't want no dealings with you. The whole time they can feel the opposite in their heart, but they're going to release from their emotions because they have not forgiven. And God's trying to keep that from happening. He's trying to keep people's feet from being moved. So if you're a person that's going to say what you want to say out your mouth that you don't care, that can be so sharp due to how you feel, thinking you forgive and you have not, and going to slip something out because you want to slip out an emotion. You know somebody can try to slip out something? You're like, you ain't had to say that. And God trying to keep us from that so he keep us quiet. Put a muzzle on our mouths spiritually. Not even aware we walk around with a muzzle regarding our promises. Because you're not going to speak life into it. You can pray about it. I can pray about it all day and night and believe God for it all day and night. But without forgiveness, you're not or I'm not going to ever manifest it. Ever. Doesn't mean that it's not there to possess. Doesn't mean that it's never going to happen. Doesn't mean that it's never been written to happen. But you never, I'm never in a position to receive manifestation if I do not forgive. And sometimes a person can put up with so much. And we all know what that's like. We know what that's like to say, you know what? That's enough. You know how many people throw down promises every day? That's it. I'm done. Because people don't forgive. And they hold grudges. And if a person forgiving themselves, they're not going to allow you to chastise them if God doesn't. So let me just move away from you. So if God put a muzzle over your mouth and have you to be silent, thank him for it. Because it kept the promise being kept. Because we have a decision to make. We don't have to possess promises. We don't. It's a choice. But if you know what God knows according to his plan and will, you will want that. Because it's written down for it to happen for you, to you, because of his love. And so much glory come out of it. But if you don't walk in forgiveness... You're going to always be thinking that it's your season and time, which it is, and don't see no manifestation year after year. That's why some say, oh, it's my year this year. Some people thinking that, but did not, because this year already over. Okay, so next year, it got to happen next year. Without forgiveness, it's going to be another year the way it was this year, last year, year before that, before that. It's going to keep happening. It's a cycle. Unforgiveness is a cycle. It's going to keep repeating itself. No manifestations. You can have this happen in your life, that happen in your life. But when it comes to whatever you choose or I choose not to forgive, 
That can't come to pass. That cannot, it will not come to pass. In any case, it would have been had came to pass. God is not able to move, even though he's able to do all things, but it doesn't position to freely move if there's a blockage. Unforgiveness is a blockage. Because it, un, it, it blocks uh, mercy being present. Excuse me. But when we forgive, it unblocks mercy being present. Hallelujah. God say, look down at the time, 48. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm so serious. Sometimes we think that, you know, it's other people. Whole time. No, it's us. It's us. It's us. We feel in some kind of way due to what we encounter. And we still feel that way. But say we forgive. Why would you think that everything else is happening for you but that? Because you have not blessed, forgive, and released it. Got to release the person from that. And what do you release them from? Unforgiveness, the hurt, the pain. All the bad markings that it caused on the inside. And if we say words like we're not ready to let it go, then you're not ready to prosper. Only the just shall prosper in all that they do. We got to look at God and everybody and everything and just really go through that process of forgiveness for real. When you think about the love of God, Christ was spent on I mean, he had pieces of his flesh being, you know, torn off his body due to being hit so hard with those whips and rods that it, it tore some of his flesh on the ground. His nose was split. He had no broken bone, but his body became broken. And that's a symbolically way of speaking, saying very emotional, became humbled, lowered himself so we can be exalted. He became sin so we can be free. He detached himself from God due to what he received for us to be connected back. And that's why I say, Abba, 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 Nalit Bidoni, which he was saying that, Father, why have you forsaken me? Because he felt the detachment that sin causes us from God because he's holy. Sin cannot touch, come near God. And he felt that difference the first time on the cross. Many of us thinking that Christ, you know, curried our sins while he was walking around in the earth. No. He knew no sin. He only became on the cross. Because he was about to die into those things for us. Because on the third day, he had risen regarding life concerning us. So he didn't walk around in sin. He wasn't sinful at all. Knew no sin, but it was, he was surrounded by it. And he felt so good to do that. 
because the more he looked at how we live due to how we should not, by knowing our original state, he was like, made him more excited to come even more. I'm glad I am here for you. You don't believe? I'm so glad I'm here for you to believe again. You worried? I'm so glad that you could begin to just use your authority again. All of that, you know, pierced this side and nailed. And these wasn't those small nails like we know thumbtacks. These were nails drawn in his hand. There was no antibiotics, no, no, nothing to numb you. Or, oh, God. The other hand, feet. My God. Some have it where his hands were over his head. You know, the same way his feet was, you know, nailed together, stuck shut. And then some say each hand was across from each other. And I thank God that he was dead before they pierced his side. That would have been even more painful. But before that happened, he said, I thirst. They offered him a sponge with vinegar. And I was like, what's that even about? Why you couldn't just get a man water? And why I had to be on a sponge? Darn. You guys were cruel, man. You don't get no cooler than that. And what did he say before he died and sinned for us? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. It bounds us when we don't forgive, because we still feel the way that we felt when it happened. Even if God say, move on with your life, you don't have to go back to that personal place or thing ever again. But many of us, sometimes we still feel the way that we felt. And we let the people know, the places and things know that we feel that way. That teacher was a perfect example of a testimony. Because I had no idea. He even prayed, can I see her again? I need to have her forgiveness. I'm scared she might, you know, call me out on it. All these look, all these young girls and young boys coming out with what people done to them sexually. What if, what if she'd be one of them and say something about me? God heard him. Sent them right where I would be that day. And I yelled out. He had a convertible. And I yelled out. Hey, I forgive you. I yelled it out so loudly. I forgive you. I didn't care who was around. Many probably wondering, what's he do to her? What he do to her? It doesn't matter. It's none of your business because I'm about my father's business. And forgiveness is definitely his business. Some of us robbing our own selves of manifestation because of unforgiveness. So, if God has bought anything, person, place, or thing in your life or my life regarding what happened long, long ago or today, yesterday, you understand. It could be at the grocery store, anywhere, school, family member, anybody, any place or anything 
that you feel like, I don't want to go into that house anymore. I think about what happened to me. I don't want to go to those, have those things anymore. Or sometimes we love the things more than the people. So bound by them. And God brought those things back to see what our response would be. And how many of us have responded incorrectly. If you have today, I want you to go to God about the way how you responded or how I responded when God brought that back in your presence. And if we deny and lie or be upset or walk away, that's because we don't forgive. And it causes us to rob ourselves from manifestation that was present. And God is so merciful. He will still keep it for you, keep it for me till we get it together. But you have to pray for the, the person who's involved due to not being forgiven because everybody's strength and everybody's personality and character and faith are on different levels. Some would say, I will be patient and wait. And some would say, I'm out. You're not going to treat me like that. You understand? We can't afford to not receive manifestations during this day and time because it's about God's glory. Everything that God placed in our life, every person, everything is for his glory. So if we want God to receive the full glory in, his, in our lives, which is what he has done for us, we have to let these things go. Free your mind, your subconscious, the forebrain, midbrain, and hindbrain. The subconscious is in between the midbrain and hindbrain. That's why a lot of times when we overthink, we get tension headaches. Because the information is going on, is is thinking too much, is building too much. When it builds so much, it makes the muscles around the brain expand. That's why people get head massages and massage their temples because massaging that muscle takes the tension away. And there are some, you know, front headaches that you, you get sharp pains in the front of your head. All of it because of thinking, thinking was stored in our minds. That's why they say free your mind. Renew your mind. What a man thinketh in his heart, that's who he is. So, you have to forgive. You have to bless them. This is what God say. Forgive, bless, and release. You bless them by showing mercy. And you release them by forgiving. And mercy is present when we forgive. And there goes God's glory due to it. Satan wants to keep us bound regarding of it so we would not possess it. But when we possess it because we're able to possess, Satan can't stand that. You move forward regarding it. For example, someone can look at you and say you would never be anything. The best way to prove that person wrong is to be the opposite of what they said. They said you would be nothing. You be something. That's how you shut the devil up. Letting him know that I always win. So me holding a grudge, me being angry, me lying about what's happening or pretending that it's not. That's allowing Satan to have power over me or over you. But to take it back is for me to forgive and move forward. Hallelujah. I'm glad that God used me to give this message. It's straight from the kingdom. Greater is he who's in us 
being he who is in the world. I love you.